everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> this is a horror movie podcast. This is the news edition of the show. Uh, we're normally here to talk about movies and review them, but uh, once a week, or usually most weeks, we get together and talk about the, the news of the horror world and what movies are in development and maybe talk, look at some trailers that have came out in the past week. So uh, that's what we're going to do. we got some a couple of interesting, juicy tidbits this week. Ah, juicy. Juicy, yes. yes. Mm. Tim likes it juicy. Uh, you had it here first. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we actually have news mm. on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh, yeah. <laughs> r- reboot, which is currently ongoing. Um, mm-hmm. We have, basically, th- things are going well. I mean, let's just get that out of the way. Things are going smoothly, swimmingly, one might say. Of course, yeah. Uh, this is the Fede Alvarez produced reboot of Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. Massacre for Legendary Pictures. Uh, they've got rid of the director a week out of shooting and replaced mm-hmm. them with another director. So, the director... Usually a good sign. Yeah, well, I say director. Direct, co-directors, uh, Ryan and Andy uh, Tohill, uh, mm-hmm. were directing the film written by Chris mm-hmm. Thomas Devlin. But that's fallen apart, and apparently David Blue Garcia has been brought in to take their place, and all the footage that was shot by the previous directors has been scrapped entirely. So, <gasps> All week's worth? All week's worth. So something about the, what they shot, they did not, you know, the mm. producers, whoever, the studio did not like it. They, 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 they've Who? completely jettisoned the whole thing. Sorry, who was the original director that got uh, fired? Two directors, Ryan and Andy Tohill. It was co-directors. Okay. Because uh, I'm already preparing my uh, release the Tohill cut uh, <laughs> hashtag as we speak. <laughs> yeah, you care so deeply, you had to get me yeah. to confirm who was directed again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, David Blake Garcia worked on uh, Tejano, uh, which I've never heard of. So I, I, have, nope. I have no idea to... <laughs> Uh, I mean, the cast is apparently still the same. Elsie Fisher from 8th Grade, who was very good in that movie, is still in it, along with Sarah Yarkin, Jacob uh, uh, Lattimore, and Mo Dunford. So the cast is staying the same. Mm -hmm. So presumably the script is possibly staying the same. Mm -hmm. And maybe they just didn't like the the direction and Mm -hmm. what the directors were doing. Maybe they were going for a different tone. Maybe they just... I I mean, it almost sounds unbelievable to think that they hired directors and then looked at their footage and went, oh, wait, you guys are really bad at this. We can't use this. Uh, yeah, and uh, and I especially... And I assume that, um, you know, this is... Uh, it's um, Alvarez is producing it, kind of mm-hmm. spearheading it. So I, I would have assumed that, like, he maybe had some uh, hand in, you know, picking the directors and there was something about them that he liked that that's why they were doing it. So seems kind of... Yeah, it's surprising, like, you know, a weekend just to be like, nope, let, let's scrap it. And then, um, I honestly, though, it's 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 definitely distressing to hear this. But then at the same time, like, I, I, I don't know, it doesn't affect me too much because I didn't know who those directors were. And I oh. don't know who this new director is either. So it's kind of like just switching one unknown for another, you know? Yeah, I, that's the weird thing about this is that, on the one hand, maybe this is the right call and we'll be happy that they recognized there was something wrong and decided to do something about it early on, but this mm. so rarely happens where we hear about directors being fired like quickly after production started and being replaced. Because yeah. normally, one, one of two things, either they've picked the right people for the job 
or they just kind of accept that they're getting a bad movie and they'll just try and release <laughs> it and make what one yeah. they can. So mm-hmm. maybe this is ultimately a good thing, but it is so rare and so weird that it suggests that you know some poor choices were made or creative differences or mm. whatever. And this is the thing because it's not like it's directors again that we know. I mean, it says here they did the dig together. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, so no idea. <laughs> it's it's not like they hired, I don't know, like, what's what's his face? Uh, like, you know, it's it, it feels like it different than like I don't know when uh Scott Derrickson like you know left Strange Two or something, like, I I don't know like because it feels like maybe that like had more, I don't know, going into it or or something like this. It just feels like, I don't know like. Well, I was, trying to think, I was trying to think of a good director. So we, I was like, I was, <laughs> the, the, the point I was trying to make is a director who we, we like because they've they've got you know they're proven, they've made good movies, mm-hmm. uh, and for some reason I can't think well, of. I guess name. it would be like if Alvarez was directing, like we would have. <laughs> well, yeah, I was trying to avoid yeah. him though because he's producing. I was. <laughs> well, who's the guy that Hell House? All those other movies. Oh, uh, Mike Flanagan. Yes, I was trying to think of his name, and I couldn't remember. <laughs> uh, it'd be like if Mike Flanagan was on a project and got pulled after a week and all his footage was scrapped. We'd all be going like, wait, what? Why? Yeah. What's going mm-hmm. on? Uh, with this, like, it's so open. Like, could it just be bad? Could it be creative differences? Could it be a number of things? You know, could, could it be that for some reason... I mean, who, who knows? Maybe one of the directors, like got drunk and tried tried to fight with Fede Alvarez and True. it was like oh they've been fired because they were being unprofessional rather than because mm. the quality of their work was I mean we don't know I'm not suggesting yeah. that I'm not I'm, I'm just throwing wild different ideas out there uh, they could be yeah. lovely fellows for all I know it, it's also like kind of tough because you know Texas Chainsaw doesn't have the best uh, track history you know like <laughs> I mean uh you know, if you go like you know all the way back to uh the fourth movie that was like such a kerfuffle and was like you know shelled mm-hmm. for a long time and then same thing with the the last one that came out like um again like that was something that yeah was like kind of shelled for like a couple of years and then just you know unceremoniously just put on like bod and <laughs> it was pretty bad uh so yeah i mean it's already like a i mean it is a franchise that i do like have genuine love for you know uh some of the entries but uh, yeah, it doesn't have, like, the best track record with uh, other movies getting made. We so. reviewed Leatherface, and I barely remember a thing about it, I have to admit. Yeah, it was... I, I remember it being really bad. <laughs> um, I mean, still maybe not the worst entry in the series somehow, but... <laughs> yeah, not good. Yeah, we reviewed that in 2017, so you can go back and check out our discussion mm-hmm. on that. In fact, the whole the whole franchise, we, we reviewed the whole franchise that year, so you can go back and yep. check all those episodes out. All right, so that's the Texas Chainsaw reboot. Uh, next up, John Carpenter's been teasing in the last mm. week or so. He's been teasing that there's some sort of project with the thing. Yeah, uh, it works. So, so the Fantasia International Film Festival, John Carpenter took part in an hour-long masterclass conversation uh, filled with questions. I pre- I presume this is an online thing because obviously the world's not really doing proper festivals right now. Uh, but there's something happening with the thing. And, uh, well, so this is from the Blade Discussion article here. Well, speaking about Jason Bloom, Carpenter teased, I think he's going to be working on the thing, rebooting the thing. I may be involved with that, maybe down the road. Uh, very vague. Uh, yep. It's actually, there's a lot of obvious speculation to be had here because something happened, I think this was last year, where the, uh, the full 
version of the original story was discovered uh a much longer version of the story um you know uh, frozen hell uh you know the, the, the was was the, the film adaptation the novella of course who goes there is what the thing's based on um but apparently like the, the, the full version was discovered something like that I, I can't remember the exact story but there, there was like more material found uh okay. so it makes sense that whatever's in the works is because of that that there's there's potential for a, a more expanded version yeah <laughs> um yeah i mean it's it, it's really hard to care uh i mean you know oh, the... Bring, the, bring the passion tim well i mean like <laughs> do you really want to see another thing movie did the last one do that much for you uh i mean i love john carpenter uh i'd love to see him you know be involved in more movies even if you know his later output hasn't been the best but i you know, I feel like he still does have like, you know, uh, you know, greatness in him. Uh, but you know, with these kind of vague statements, it's like, you know, oh yeah, I I might be involved in it, but you know, I doubt that. You know, like how much does that really mean? Like, does it just mean? Well, no, I mean, he's gonna him, get cut out. We we have yeah. we have basis for this now, given how his involvement with the new Halloween movies. I suspect sure. it'll be the exact same amount of involvement. It'll be that same working relationship, which was also with Blumhouse. So yeah uh but that's, that's, it's like that, it, this isn't is as vague as it normally would be i mean as much as the statements he's saying are vague we have precedent now for what this working relationship is and carpenter's not made a movie in ages so i i, I don't think there was ever any speculation here that he was sure. going to even touch the the director's chair uh, but then uh, it's like why get it why get excited though because it's like you know the that last halloween movie was not good <laughs> so well yeah like, but we're, we're in the minority on that though. <laughs> yeah <laughs> people like that movie uh, casuals like it i know yes Most, filthy uh, casuals filthy casuals yeah a, a lot of horror fans uh i, I talk to like seem to be more uh, on our page but um i mean again not the worst thing in the world like it's not like we've seen plenty of worse movies but it wasn't leatherface um, is what you're saying yeah yeah that's for sure but no i, I just can't get like too excited like um uh, again if it's just you know maybe him like uh just doing like a some slight producing or maybe a little bit of music like that stuff is cool but i i doubt it's gonna be a great movie but again it's like there's we're going off like such little information at this point like i can totally change my tune once i like hey look at the great director we got or you know the person writing or check out this awesome trailer like you know it could potentially be good but i mean just you know going off um my initial reactions it just was like come on just you know the, the the original John Carpenter movie is great. Like, just leave it be. You know, we we don't really need more. I mean, there's no reason to suspect that it's going to try and replace that or sequelize that. I mean, it could just be, you know. I mean, the, they they say, I mean, they they said reboot, right? Like, it's. Uh, did hmm. they say reboot? I don't know. Oh yeah, well, he said reboot. Yes, he said rebooting the thing. Okay. Uh, but then you know the new Halloween <laughs> rebooted Halloween rebooting is not right. necessarily remaking. Uh. So yeah, so just to clarify, I just because I wasn't entirely sure where I was speaking about the, the titles there. Uh, Frozen Hell is the title of the expanded version of Who's Goes There, which is the story that the okay. thing's based on. So yeah, I, I remember probably that, read that at some point. I remember the story of that coming out like last year or two years ago, yeah. wherever it was. Uh, they, they found this longer version uh, of the original story. So it yeah, it makes sense that at some point someone's going to try and adapt it because it's a, it's a reason to do so. I mean, not that they need a reason to remake things, but. Mm. It's like, hey, we we have this new version with all this extra material that 
no one knew about before or or no one yeah. had access to before maybe more accurately yeah i think the other thing is too like i might be a little more interested or excited if this wasn't like the 10th reboot we have in the works <laughs> like i mean I, i'm sure you're probably going to talk about some of these other ones but i mean if you look at what we have coming up like you just mentioned you know texas chainsaw uh there's this uh there's an exorcist reboot being planned urban legend um uh the new hellraiser movie i don't know if that's technically supposed to be a remake or a reboot or whatever but you know it's one of them I, I, I don't know which one it's claiming to be yeah uh the uh what do you call it the craft uh you know there's like we have like if it, it's starting to kind of feel like the early mid 2000s again where it's just like every big horror property is getting like remade rebooted resequeled or whatever and again some of them can be cool like you know it's not like we shouldn't do all of them but you know it just gets exhausting when it's like every freaking you know classic horror movies being remade all of a sudden yeah um yeah it was with the best just last week i think that was on last week's news um yeah i, I don't think there's much to it they said they got an exorcist reboot plan for 2021 so very vague yeah. but again that's next year so they have to kind of get going i mean horror movies can be done relatively quickly compared to other mm -hmm. movies because they're not you know big 200 million dollar cg filled blockbusters but so i i mean i know like for a long time things where you know production was halted on a lot of things are, are people just back to working now because uh yeah if texas chainsaw massacre i guess we didn't talk about it but i didn't realize that oh yeah that means that there have been people working on this for a week uh, not everywhere, not everything, but uh, there's various productions and various locations are back to work under safety protocols. It's it's, it's not okay. uncommon now for things to be shooting, okay. necessarily. So not maybe maybe not super mm -hmm. common either, but it's there's definitely something that's happening. Sure. Uh, so, uh, that is the the thing. Yeah, you, you confused me because you mentioned Texas Chainsaw again. <laughs> that, was, that was the thing. Reboot just. Uh, we got some release dates for stuff coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Scream 5, uh, which is not called officially Scream 5 yet. And given that this is supposed to be a soft reboot, uh, I suspect it won't be called Scream 5. Yeah. It'll be called... I mean, they may even pull a Halloween here and just call it Scream, even though it's, uh, still a, even though it's still a continuation of the continuity because they've got all the cast coming back, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to put money down, I'm guessing it's just going to be called Scream. Uh... It likes to do something with meta with it, like, because it's, you know, Scream, so, I don't know. Like, scream yeah. again, or Scream... Sure, yeah. Scream... Scream after 2020, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this has been announced for January 14th, 2022, so... Uh, Landing that prime January horror spot. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting <laughs> one. I... I guess they're trying to make January not be just a dumping ground. Sure. Uh, they're, they're trying to make it a bit better, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, it is worth mentioning Nev Campbell has not been confirmed to be back yet. There's mm. there's talks apparently, but Courtney Cox and David Arquette are confirmed. We've spoken about that in previous weeks. Uh, so we'll see. Mm. I don't know. I I I mean they're definitely planning on shooting a lot of stuff next year because there's a lot of stuff being announced for 2022 that's not been shot yet. So yeah. Uh yes, yeah, Scream's coming January 2022. And then, hey, remember how we thought the Paranormal Activity franchise was done with the sixth one? <laughs> we thought, oh, that's sixth one, sure. Final Dimension or whatever it was called. Uh, yeah. You know, we thought, oh, well, we're all done. So, <laughs> uh, new Paranormal Activity movie is coming out on March 4th, 2022. 
Oh my. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Landon has returned to the franchise to help develop the next installment. Uh, so. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, so they're saying that this is like a. Again, now I I feel like I have to ask with like every movie now, but like, are they saying if this is like a remake, reboot, sequel? Any details or? Um, it doesn't say the words reboot or. Okay. It just says new promotivity movie. Okay. Just uh, <laughs> you just have to clarify of everything now. Yeah. Um Which I mean, it it does feel like I mean I I, I guess it's like well been I mean, out for a while, I, but. Do you have to clarify? Because because so many of these reboots are just sequels that just aren't like. That's so, true. So, I mean, so, sometimes the word reboot just means it's coming back. It doesn't mean that it's actually remaking it. That's true. Or starting from scratch. In fact, if no, anything, that's very if true. anything, I would yeah. argue the word reboot more often than not means it's not a remake. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah, like I feel like it's. Uh, yeah, a lot of people call it reboots, and it's just like, well, yeah, this could have Halloween twenty eighteen was not a remake. How how yeah. uh, you know uh, other examples recently? Um, this Scream Five is not a remake. You know, if, even mm-hmm. if they just end up calling it Scream. Yeah. Uh. No. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that, but. Uh, yeah, it gets. Uh, I don't know. I I, I guess. I, I guess the question then would be: It's just like, oh, is this like, um, more of a sequel, keeping in the continuity, or, yeah, are they? I don't know just ignoring past movies and kind of trying to start fresh or whatever. But uh, you mentioned Christopher Lane and I have no idea <laughs> what he's done with the orig- uh, in terms of the original movies. Well, I was actually wondering that because he's, he's not the creator. Uh, Orin, yep. whatever his name is. Ori yeah. Petal something, something with a P. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Landon, I know from the Happy Death Day movies. That's that's what he directed. Uh, uh, okay. Also, Scout Skate to the Zombie Apocalypse, which is a, was an okay watch. That's uh, fine, yeah. Uh, he directed the fifth one. He did Mart- the Mart ones. Uh, Ooh, I did so, not like that one. So, Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, that did I, but clearly that was his start, and then he went on sure. to do better movies afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but... I mean, do I care that he's returning? I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to his next movie because he's making that movie about the, the killer. I, I can't remember the premise now, but it was it sounded fun from uh, memory. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I actually do like the Paranormal Activity movies. Uh, like it's you know, <laughs> obviously not all of them are good, but uh, yeah, uh, that's what it was. His next movies, it's a it's a body swapping movie where a girl and a serial uh, yeah. killer swap places. Uh, fun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it does sound good. Um. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I still really like the first Paranormal uh, Activity movie. Um, I don't remember much about the second one. It's, I'm sure it's fine. Uh, third one I really like, and then the rest are kind of meh. But, uh, well, <laughs> meh, too bad. Uh, but I mean, I, I still like it enough that I would uh, be interested in another movie. Yeah, I would maybe say the third one's the best one. And then yeah, one's solid enough what it is. Two's okay. Uh four is really bad and then five and six were both just kind of like I, I didn't think they were as bad as four like five and six were kind of just eh. is four the xbox one yeah four's the connect yeah, okay. one yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got a problem when one of your sequels is referred to as the xbox one yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that is uh productivity seven and who knows what they're going to call it but for now that's what we're calling it so cool. that's back that's back uh, all right, and I guess this is kind of a reboot. Uh, Disney <laughs> are working on a new haunted mansion uh, oh, movie. Okay. 
which is coming from uh, the writer of uh, Goosebumps. No, sorry, not Goosebumps, sorry. sorry I'm reading the wrong thing. Uh, Ghostbusters 2016, not Goosebumps. Mm. You can see why I, I saw the G in Dr. Goosebumps. Sure. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, Katie, uh, Katie Dippold is the, is the writer we're talking about here. Uh, so... Yeah, the Dark Ride attraction, which launched in 1969, is still going strong today at Disney Parks. Uh, blah, 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 blah. That sees theme park guests go inside spooky and creepy manner that has a wide array of supernatural frays. I mean, I- I've always been a little bit eye-rolly when it comes to making movies based on theme park rides. It just it feels so... <laughs> it's the same as making a movie based on a board game. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, maybe some board games have more of a plot that you can actually base a movie around. But, you know, when they made Battleship, it was like, really? Mm. <laughs> like, it's... Well, the the I, I would kind of argue with uh, a little bit with that just because the like not every ride, but a lot of the Disney theme park rides, they are actually very like story based. Like, you know, they do have like a lot of animatronics and characters and stuff like, yeah, it would be weird if it's just like a roller coaster. You're basing a ride off. It's like, uh, OK, but like, um. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they're like super in-depth stories. Like, I do, I do agree that it is still kind of weird, but I think like for some of these, uh, you know, Disney theme park rides, that there, there are actual like, you know, story and character stuff to it that, you know, it like you could uh, divulge something out of it. I'm so excited because they might be able to divulge <laughs> something out of it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that it's like. That there's gold there that it's like gonna be amazing but yeah. uh i i'm obviously against this because uh for a long time guillermo del toro was supposed to be making a, a haunted uh mansion movie and it seems like that's out the door so oh yeah that dream is dead <laughs> crazy <Tim>. about this <laughs> yeah that dream is dead give it up uh but to be fair your boy guillermo del toro does announce 50 new movies a year and oh, of course only yeah. one <laughs> gets made every five so yeah uh, most of them don't happen Next up, uh, we have the next movie coming from the creators of Host, the obviously the, the Shudder pandemic-filmed oh, yeah, yeah. movie that just came out. We, we reviewed, of course. Uh, yep. So the duo of Rob Savage and Jed Shepard, who are behind it, uh, they've set up the next horror film with Studio Canal uh, that's been compared to The Conjuring and The Descent, only it's set in a prison. So, uh, yeah, uh, we have... Uh, a bit more of a description here. Uh, it's, again, it's, this is a, it's, it's not like an official bit of copy, though. This it's not like they've written a synopsis. The director's just kind of... This is roughly kind of what it is. Uh, yeah. So Savage says, The Untitled Movie... Uh, so Untitled. That's important to note as well. Melding of the Prison Escape Movie and the Haunted House Movie, in which a group of women who stage an unsuccessful breakout attempt discover a secret room that unleashes a dark presence that marauds the halls at night. Uh, the film will have a, a claustrophobic quality akin to The Descent. Those are very specific comparisons that are being drawn mm. upon there, I would say. Yeah, uh, I mean, this sounds pretty cool to me. I, uh, you know, I, I like the host quite a bit, uh, so I'm interested to see what they're going to do next. And uh, yeah, I do like the the idea. You don't really see a lot of um, horror movies set in prison, and I, I think it is an interesting uh, setting. And I mean, comparing it to stuff like The Descent, I think sounds uh, pretty cool. So, um, at least for right now, I'm, I'm pretty interested. I've uh, they've sold me uh, at least. And then, um, did they say is this the one they're working with Sam Raimi on, or is that another one? Uh, it doesn't mention Sam Raimi at all. No, uh, okay. it just mentions that uh, Savage is directing, 
uh, and Teresa Sullivan is writing, and she wrote The Wind. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because I, I know that um that guy Jed, he's very uh he's very like active on a uh, Twitter, especially since like host came out. People, mm. you know, he he seems like a very cool guy. Like seems like he's uh you know very responsive uh you know to a lot of people's questions and stuff. But I know he's been tweeting a uh, a lot about a a project that they're doing with Sam Raimi. So maybe it's a uh, maybe this one's already in production and uh, that's whatever they got coming up next. But uh, cool though, I'm uh, excited for this. Yeah, uh, or maybe the Sam Raimi thing fell through or whatever who knows or that'll come down the line but uh yeah. judge the producer by the way just uh, in case anyone was confused <laughs> by that uh, rob the director Teresa Sullivan, the writer okay so that's that uh you mentioned urban legend earlier you're spoiling my news stories <laughs> in advance yeah bugger uh so oh, i mean this is not a new news actually to be honest uh, this was announced back in february and i'm sure we talked about it at the time but uh, we do have, uh, uh, was this casting news? Uh, casting begins on the reboot, which isn't honestly something we talk about all that much. Mm-hmm. It's, mainly this is just because, hey, remember there's an Urban Legend reboot happening? Uh, yeah. <laughs> more than anything else. So, yes, uh, it will introduce iconic new slasher for the digital age in a world where the internet urban legends are born and move at a terrifying pace. So we're getting cyber urban legend (laughs) the movie will set around a diverse cast of collisions as they navigate a series of bizarre deaths that resemble urban legends linked to the darkest corners of social media i mean i I mean i don't really care about a reboot of urban legend i mean we've not done these on the on the show yet and i'm sure we will at some point because why wouldn't we uh so apparently sydney chandler and Catherine mcnamara are in talks to star in the reboot uh, I think you know who Catherine McNamara is. Let me tickle her name quickly. See if it's who I think it is. Any thoughts, Tim? While I'm googling. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. Uh, I'm not like a huge fan of the uh, original movies, but I do. I like. I love urban legends. Like I love. Uh, yeah, hearing about them, reading them. Like I have like you know books. Uh, like you know about famous American urban legends and stuff. So uh, you know, I do like the idea of you know, like a, a movie that kind of encompasses them and has a serial killer that, you know, works off of them. And, you know, um, I, I mean, I feel like a lot of times kind of, you know, you roll your eyes when it's like a movie is like, oh, we're bringing it to the modern age or whatever. But uh, in this case, I do think it kind of works like, uh, you know, like internet urban legends and, and stuff are kind of a, a thing now that gets like spread around. Uh, so uh, I don't know. They're, I think it's a, at least an interesting idea. I mean, who knows about the quality of the movie, but could be cool. Hmm. Uh, and just to clarify my previous query, uh, Catherine McNamara is not who I thought it was, but I do know who she is. Uh, okay. She's Oliver Queen's uh, daughter on Arrow, and she was in the Mortal Instruments show. Jesus. <laughs> which, uh, I remember the pilot being trash. I assume the rest of it was trash, but I... <laughs> Uh, I cannot speak to that for certain because I never put myself through it. But uh, she's in Toxic Star, so okay. there you go. Cool. Urban Legend reboot. <laughs> Internet Urban Legends. Uh, how long is it before we get I Know What You Did Last Summer? I mean, we're getting on Scream again. We're getting Urban Legends again. Mm. Surely I Know What You Did Last Summer is right around the corner. Yeah, and I, I would not be surprised. <laughs> uh, maybe they'll maybe they'll play with it. It'll be I Know What You Do Next Summer. And they'll do like a uh, weird time trial or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay, sure. 
Like I'm just trying to suggest silly things because. I mean, if it's uh, it's short. If it's set next year, it'll be boring because it'll be like, <laughs> no one did anything. We, we all just, <laughs> we're all inside. Unless it's about someone who went around being a serial killer because they knew everyone was like less safe because everyone was Ooh. in quarantine. There you go. Something. Uh, next up, we have uh, trailers. We got the first trailer here from the director of uh, The Strangers, uh, Brian Bertino's new film. He also did The Monster, of course, which I liked and Tim didn't, but hey, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't really like The Strangers either, so. Oh, you did? No. Oh. Oh, yeah, already off to a bad start. <laughs> Well then, we'll see if we can win you over then with this new trailer. Uh, it's called The Dark and the Wicked, and it's uh, been acquired by RLJE Films and Shudder. It's coming to theaters later this year. I assume that means it's coming to Shudder uh, later. Yeah, 2021. It's coming to Shudder uh, exclusively next year. So, uh, here's a description. On a secluded farm in a nondescript rural town, a man is slowly dying. His family gathers to mourn. And soon a darkness grows, marked by waking nightmares and a growing sense that something evil is taking over the family. What did you make of the trailer? Uh, it didn't do much for me. Uh, yeah, I do like the, the kind of rural farm setting. Uh, yeah, like seeing all the animals and stuff. So <laughs> I thought that was cool. But um, yeah, it didn't really give me much sense of a story. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Oh. You know, I'm still not like I'm. I'm not dreading it. Like I'll, you know, still willing to give it a shot. But I, this trailer didn't do much for me. Mm. So it didn't do much for me either. Uh, and I like both of uh, Bertino's previous films. I mean, I mean, we made them more than that. But the two notable ones that he's done, I've liked both of. Mm. This, I mean, maybe I mean I think the actress in this uh, was in a, a farmhouse setting and. Umbrella Academy season two, and I really didn't like that uh, plotline or okay. character that much. So I think that had it going against it for me right from the start. But honestly, yeah. th this is going for more of a supernatural take, uh, seemingly uh, from from the trailer. Uh, it, it, I felt a lot of kind of generic movie sort of like evil is coming speeches, a lot of evil is yeah. coming sort of moments, and uh, it, it doesn't necessarily look visually bad. But the trailer sure. itself didn't do a good job of selling me on anything. Now, that doesn't actually mean that I've lost all hope for it, but I just don't think it's a great trailer. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like, yeah, I'm still willing to give it a shot, but yeah, it doesn't really do much to get you, like, excited. Yeah. Uh, so that's the dark and the wicked. Uh, next up, we got a trailer for a movie that we just learned about, like, last week, because Netflix, <laughs> you know, announced things and then... Well, I, mean, I think we knew there was a babysitter sequel coming a while ago, but mm -hmm. you know, we got the official announcement and uh, date last week. Uh, this week we got a trailer for it, which makes sense given given that it's coming in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, so this is uh, the babysitter killer queen, and one of the questions I had when we read the description and you know all the all the all the stuff was that well, a lot of the characters seem to be coming back. A lot of the actors whose characters seemingly, pa you know, died, and I was going to say passed away. Passed away is not quite right when they were all murdered in self-defense by the 12-year-old <laughs> kid. But it seems that it's going a bit more full supernatural. If you remember correctly, the, the plot of the first film, did the, the, reason, the whole reason why the babysitter and her friends were doing what they were doing is they were trying to basically sacrifice the kid to some demon or devil god that they wanted to, like, you know, get fortunes from. And mm. it seems that whatever demon or whatever they were talking to has brought them back so that they can raise hell and try and accomplish something. Uh, 
we see most of the main cast from the first film, with the exception of Samara Weaving, who they've not actually confirmed if she's back yet, although the end of the trailer does seem to suggest that uh, she's going to appear. It teases it heavily uh, mm-hmm. at the end. We see, see what appears to be her from behind coming out of the, the water. So they're, they're building up to her uh, mm-hmm. deeply. But obviously it's notable that the main character and uh, the sort of love interest are both much older in this. I mean, I say much older, and what I mean is, is that they're going through puberty, so... They've, they've jumped from like 12 to like 15, 16 uh, between films. I think, yeah, I, I was trying to think of like how old they were in the previous movie because in the, I think in the trailer it says like two years later, but I don't know, he looks pretty like old. Like, yeah, he was like 12, 13, the first one. I think because one of the part of the plot points was that he was kind of old to have a babysitter. That was, that was one yeah. of the early plot beats of that film. So uh, I think it makes sense, but clearly, clearly he was probably like a year or two older than the character was when he shot it. And then obviously he's, you know, he's at that age where he's growing quite heavily. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and the movie's actually three years after the last one. So there's a lot, oh, okay. of, there's a lot of little fudging. So even if it's set two yeah. years later, it's actually been three years. And he was probably okay. like a year older when he shot the first one. So he's probably like 16, 17 in real life. Yeah. In this now. Okay. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's, I mean, it, sure, it's like not a huge deal. I was just curious because like, oh yeah, he looks older than I, I would have thought. But yeah, I don't know that makes sense. So yeah, all the teens from the previous film show up and raise hell. Uh, the comedy seems to still be there. You've got, uh, you know, the, the kid and his neighbor love interest who, who were kind of like you know grew, grew close by the end of the first film kind of teaming up against all the, all these villainous i mean i don't know if spirits is the right term they, they seem to still function as human <laughs> in, in the trailer so it's went supernatural to bring them back but it doesn't feel like they're just ghosts or anything like that which is good because I, yeah. I think that would kind of ruin the the, the the humor of it if he couldn't like hurt them because i mean a lot of the fun of the first one was him fighting back and yeah all that stuff so um now the first one was such a pleasant surprise that I I, I you know I, I doubt that this one is going to be as good just because we we have expectations get into it but it looks fine it looks like it's fun still yeah uh, yeah I imagine it'll be like you know it, like probably not amazing but it seems to be kind of keeping like the same tone and everything as the the mm-hmm. first one and um yeah I I think it'll at the very least it'll just be fun like. Yeah. You know, seeing these characters back and i'm sure they'll probably think of like some interesting like an inventive kills and stuff which uh yeah is, you know basically what you're looking for pretty much yeah trail looks fine yeah. uh i'm excited we're, we're doing this for the october thon i think uh so mm-hmm. look forward to our review of the babysitter killer queen uh, and then the final trailer we're going to talk about this week is a film called come play which stars uh, Jillian Jacobs, who's playing mum characters now, which makes me feel a little bit old. Uh, I'm not going to lie. So, based on the short film Larry, uh, this is coming from Jacob Chase. And it's, you know, it's about a kid who's autistic and uses uh, like his phone and tablets and, and apps on them to help with his learning. And seemingly a haunted kind of like story invades his, his tablets which leads to the monster in the stories actually materializing and appearing uh, by the, by, by the, I assume, in the third act of the movie, if not before then. Yeah. Uh, but the trailer kind of, you know, shows this. It shows the kid interacting with other friends, and or not even friends, like other kids, because he's, he's having trouble making friends. 
and then kind of them awakening whatever this is through the, the tablet. It's so it's so funny now that we're getting so many movies where something's awoken through the internet or through tablets because hey, that's what we have now. Um, for yeah. some for some reason it just it feels less. I don't know. Uh, believable is not the right word, but it, it there's something about like finding old books or finding like you know like tactile things and that having yeah. some sort of i guess it's just because books and stuff like have existed for hundreds and thousands of years so mm. you know I mean, maybe not like books precisely because obviously the idea of binding has not been around that you know it's been well, around for a well, long time but not yeah. you know like the idea being that you can find like something written down or typed on a bit of paper from from a long long time ago so it feels like it's got this ageless quality to it whereas anything from a tablet or a phone is like well this is 10 years old <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't certainly i mean i think even something like uh you know, something like the ring where it's like a videotape like even that feels like more like spooky or something about like uh this older technology you know i think there's something about um like items that are physical you know uh as opposed to whatever like you know something like the the internet or computers where you know things are like running on like man-made codes and, and stuff mean, like that when you think about it you mentioned the ring there like vhs well it was kind of towards the end of its life cycle by the time the ring happened you know it was, it was only around from the end of the 70s it wasn't i mean it was 20 years yeah. old like I, i'm complaining that you know something through the internet and a tablet feels too new age but sure it's not yeah. like i mean it's not that different it's only about half the time that the vhs was around when the ring happened and i guess like i mean part of it too is that like you know we we use these things in our everyday lives yeah uh you know it's like you know i don't know maybe if it'd be different if we all started using like virtual reality stuff and like you know actual computers and typing and, and stuff started to go away then like maybe i don't know there'd be more of a sense of spookiness to it or something i, I don't know but I, I i'm not saying that it can't be done well and there's not examples of right. it being done well but there's something yeah. just inherently about the concept for me about spooky stuff coming through the internet that just inherently i'm against until it proves me otherwise um yeah well what did you think of the actual trailer though i mean we're talking about the premise what do you think of the trailer itself um didn't look great um i'm I mean, I, I am kind of interested in it, but I mean, it just seems like it has a lot of the, you know, trappings of these kind of, you, you know, supernatural horror movies that we don't like. <laughs> you know, like, there wasn't really anything that, like, stood out about it to me. Yeah, yeah, it's got a lot of these things. And, well, well maybe the fact that the kid's autistic is a little bit different to some other stuff. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel that different to a lot of other movies where a kid's at the center of the, the supernatural stuff. And, um, obviously... You know, we all think of the Babadook, for example, as maybe a, a key mm. example of that. But even even just stuff like, you know, like having... Slender Man kind of reminded me of. Oh yeah, but that wasn't about a kid uh, though. Right, but yeah, yeah, I mean it. There's, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be the, like the just kid stuff. <laughs> the monsters very Slender Man esque. I, yeah. I, yeah, I agree with that. But no, I was thinking more stuff like Ouija, Origin of Evil, or you know, oh, sure. stuff where you've got kids at the center of it, and they're the kids. They're getting scared, or or, or I'm pleading know. to the parents. The parents don't believe them, and blah blah yeah. blah. And they're having trouble at school, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not sold on it. It's coming out October 31st, uh. So, 
you know, it's out on Halloween, which is actually kind of late in a weird way because it's like, okay, there's a novelty to it to say you're coming out on Halloween, but you kind of need to be out like the weekend before so you could people can. Yeah. I mean, not that people are going to the theaters as much right now, but uh, yeah, still. Uh, so that's uh, October thirty first. Uh, Come play is coming out, uh, yeah. and that wraps up who, the. Who knows? Maybe uh, Larry will be the next big. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Like horror icon. <laughs> Yeah, I do vaguely remember talking about this when it was announced. I, I remember Larry and I remember Jillian Jacobs been in it. I'd forgotten about it till obviously <laughs> I watched the trailer. But what what's really weird in the trailer is there's a couple of places where like it seemed like it was like weirdly almost on purpose or something. Like it was trying to hide like Jillian Jacobs' like face because like I I thought it was her, but then I was like, uh, let me see if I can get like a clear shot. And then like they kept kind of like. I know obscuring her enough to I was like, well, geez, is that her or not? And then like by the end, they had like a like a full shot of her. It's like, okay, yeah, it's definitely her. But I don't know. I, I thought it was like weird, like almost like they're trying to surprise you or something. Um, I never noticed such a thing, but <laughs> sure. If you if you go back and watch it, there's like a couple of scenes where it's like, like I was like, oh, why they're not like showing her head or her face or anything. I don't think they treated it like a reveal, though. I, I think the movie just doesn't care the fact that there's got a Jillian Jacobs in it. It's all yeah. about the kid and the spooky monster. Kid and the spooky monster. There's a kid oh, and totally. the spooky monster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's all they really care about. Uh, but there you go. That is uh, the, the news for the week. Uh, interesting. Some not interesting things. A bit of a mixed bag. Uh, <laughs> but isn't it always, I suppose? Isn't it always? Sure. Uh, of course, let us know uh, about what you think about uh, the news that we brought up. Uh, please do a like, like, and super important on YouTube, and it helps us uh, keep finding new audience members and you know creating content and all the rest of it. So please do hit the like button. You can also support us financially over at patreoncom TV for as little as one dollar per month. And for that one dollar, you get you know bonuses, and you get a bonus episode of Screams After Midnight every month uh, in particular, and you get more at the higher tier. So have a look and see if you're interested, and uh, keep all the content coming. Uh, otherwise, they'll get us on Twitter at Screams Midnight. But that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys. And we will see you next time.